Welcome to Married at the Movies, the podcast where a married couple talk about their sometimes very different views on movies. I'm Sean. And I'm Monica. And this is it, madams. This is my favorite time of the year. The year, the yearly list-making season, yes. where we discuss our top ten films of the year, plus some honorable mentions. So I think we'll each do like fifteen total, maybe something around something there. Something like that. Full disclosure: we have not shared our list with each other. That's, and it's driving me crazy. Yes, that is on purpose so that we can have you know uh, real-time conversations about what movie is where on each other's list and why so um yeah monica could not wait any longer it is as we speak 11 43 on new year's eve we do not care about midnight we don't really care about the holiday aspect of it we started talking about the podcast tomorrow and then like sean was like well if this is on my list on your list and i was like oh my god just tell me what's on your list and i was like oh forget it let's just do the podcast right now yes so typical Typical Monica fashion. She cannot wait. So this we're gonna true. we're gonna go through our list. We're gonna start at number ten and work our way to number one. Uh, as we've said on a previous podcast, number one, I believe, is a mortal lock that we share the same movie and we will gush about it for a good amount of time, I'm Probably. sure. <laughs> uh, so Monica, why don't you kick us off? What is your number ten? Yes. And this is top movies of the year, however we choose to define it. Well, yeah, so I would like to explain that for my list. Okay, great. Go for it. Three categories, three oh, topics ooh, uh, categories okay. is how I finalized my list. Those were objectivity, so just objectively a good movie. Okay. Right. Two, enjoyability. Like sure. How much I enjoyed that movie while yes. watching it, Important. the experience of it. Absolutely. And the third is relevancy and importance interesting like the movie is it relevant to the times that it say something important in general that i think is like an important movie for people to see gotcha so those so um, are all three of these categories weighted the same um it was more for like my honorable when i couldn't get my honorable mentions like okay down and i'm thinking like again those three things where if i'm looking at here's a list of 10 movies that i would say to people like go see these movies Mm-hmm. So I feel like some of mine should be, you should just go see this movie because I think it's an important movie to see. Gotcha. Understood. As opposed to just being, I mean, all 10 of them are good movies. Yeah. But I would just, hope so. <laughs> you know, just sometimes I think there are movies, like there are probably movies on my honorable mention list that are objectively better films. Right. But, but less important I think or you just, didn't enjoy them as much. Yeah. And I think right. it's okay. just an important movie that people need to see and it's worth talking about and saying like, go see this movie. Okay. Sounds um, good. So those so, are like my three areas. Excellent. Yes. So without further ado, your number 10 film of 2022 is... is good luck to you, Leo Grant. Ah, good choice. Yeah, I good. thought this would be surprising for you. Very good choice. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not super surprised because I know you loved the film really liked as we watched it. So why don't you kind of explain what it is yeah, for so, those who don't know and why it's your number 10. Yeah, uh, briefly, well, Emma Thompson is like my jam. I love her. Um, it's... Uh, about Emma Thompson, she's an older woman who, um, I don't even know if she was, like, divorced or, like, she... Yeah, I believe it was divorced. I think, like, divorced over, like, a long marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's basically looking to revamp her sex life. Mm-hmm. And um, Leo Grand is a young male escort that she hires. And, I mean, that's pretty much the general story, and it's yeah. about the two of them. Um, but, I mean, one, 
it was just a, a really good movie, really good story, the way they um, kind of revealed truths about both of their characters. Yes. It was really, really interesting. Um, I thought it was extremely, like, believable. And it wasn't a movie about sex, necessarily. No, It was a movie no. about relationships. And ultimately, it was a movie about perception. Mm-hmm. And what it says that, you know, Emma Thompson feeling sorry for Leo because he's been reduced to this work right. as a sex worker. Mm-hmm. When he's like, no, I like my job. I like what I do. Right. Don't feel sorry for me or feel like you're better than me or any yeah. of those sort of things. Yeah, he definitely destigmatizes the entire thing as, you know, just sex work is work. Yeah, and he's <laughs> and I and he's like what I liked about it, he was like, and I'm good at my job. Mm-hmm. Like I'm good at what I do yeah. in making people feel comfortable, you know, to do these things. And um, so it, it fell under all three categories for me. I thought sure. objectively it was a really good narrative. Absolutely. Especially with like a, su- a subject that can make people like, uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, it yeah. Was... Even me right now, I'm like, oh, our parents both listen to this podcast yeah. <laughs> and we're talking. The first one out of the gate is just, yeah, sex workers. and <laughs> Yeah. Um, it was enjoyable. And then I think the, but the relevance and important is the one that ultimately popped it up on my list. That, mm-hmm. Like you just said, like, oh, our parents are listening makes us feel uncomfortable. Like, should it make us feel uncomfortable? Yeah, sure. You yeah. I like, mean, I mean, that's not something you just like talk yeah. about with everybody. But, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's this world in which a lot of people, you know, believe sex work should be sure something that people have. And it Absolutely. could be a respectable job. And done safely and regulated. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so it's just a really interesting topic. And I thought it was a really interesting. It was also a look to it like, um, like old um, the perception that like older people can't enjoy that stuff. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. There's a lot of uh, age gap mm-hmm. as well as gender gap type uh, conversations that happen. Yeah. It's very much a, a two hander. It's very kind of play mm-hmm. in that it takes place in, I think two locations. Oh yeah. It's mostly just in a hotel room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very much just a people discussing things and, building relationships and and like only two and, characters really yeah and there's some, exactly. a couple of other people that come in but really it's just the two of them yeah and it, excellent performances by both uh of the main you know principal actors mm-hmm. uh i thought this this film was great i really did i i enjoyed it objectively it's just uh i will uh spoil it it is not on my list mm-hmm. um but i can see why it would be on anybody's list mm-hmm. it is one of the better films of this year mm-hmm. and i think as you've touched on, it is uh, an important film too yeah. for the year, and and has a discussion that is worth having. Yeah, and doesn't I mean. also have too harsh of a point of view. I think overall the film is like sex positive, but yeah. it's not preachy, and it's also not um, kind of playing both sides. Just to no, put it just kind of lays it out, it out there. there. Yeah, that it's just the type of movie that can spark. A conversation yeah and it's not like oh i got done watching that movie and like mm-hmm. i feel that the director or writer was trying to ram their opinion down my throat right exactly yeah it was very much like no oh, i could i could kind of see both sides of this and it's just um yeah so ultimately it i mean literally minutes before we started this podcast it it bumped to number oh 10. last was, minute switches was, yes it was my last minute switch for that third category wow i think it's just an important thing to talk about okay so interesting that's good luck to you leo grant good luck to you not leo safe for grant. kids but yeah still, no <laughs> no but no. still but still i think it was um 
uh what's the word like it wasn't like raunchy it was no 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 it's not it was intimate like it, it wasn't anything it's sensual but not sexualized yeah like it's not titillating no it's like... frank yeah yeah okay cool so what was your number 10 my number 10 and this i think will surprise you okay. a bit and i wonder if this is going to be in your list higher okay my number 10 is the storied life of aj fickery yay <laughs> that makes me happy i do you remember what i said to you after like the yeah. first thing well, i said so to you after this film disclosure madams that um this is my favorite book like yes. when people say do you have a book suggestion if they're like an adult i usually always say the storied life of aj fickery right it's just it's just a wonderful wonderful book i've read it three times and when I heard there was a movie coming out, I was so excited. Yeah. And Sean was like, I want to come with you. I said, yeah, it was basically like, I'm going to come with you. But like, I know you're going to be probably really a harsh critic of mm-hmm. this film because it's going, it's, Because it's you my know, favorite book. <laughs> exactly. It, it was like me going to see The Martian, mm-hmm. um, which is literally my favorite book, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, but we, we <laughs> were literally <laughs> yeah, walking out of the theater and do, what did I say? You said... Before you ruin it for me and tell me all the things that were bad about it, I just want to say, I loved this movie. I did. I did. Unequivocally, I love this film. It is, on a story level, incredibly engaging, mm-hmm. way more deep than I thought it was going to be. It has turns and uh, reveals that I did not see coming at all. Um, there's a wonderful love story. There's a great... Love story? Um, yeah, there's two <laughs> different types of love depicted. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's one of those movies where as I was leaving, there was just like warmth in my heart hey. and a smile on my face. And I can't. That's why I've read the book so many times. And I can't not put it on my list for that reason because mm-hmm. of how it made me feel as I was watching and for, you know, a long time afterwards. Did you I want think... to give a quick recap of what the yeah, movie's about? Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> what's it even start so essentially mm-hmm. the uh, it's about aj fickery who runs a bookstore on a small island town in fic- massachusetts it's like a fictional island off i new think new york i think it's supposed to Some, be like a somewhere in the atlantic like, ocean yeah like it's, it's fictional <laughs> um like a or, or, or a bay yeah mm-hmm. exactly and uh he's kind of a loner-ish kind of person in the beginning and there is a baby left well because he's sad because he's his wife died. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to remember way more well, yeah, details yeah, yeah, than yeah. I have because yeah, you've read it multiple times. He's like times. recently widowed, so he's right. very And there, uh, in the beginning, there is a baby left in his shop. He chooses then to, instead of putting the baby into like the foster system to, you know, raise it himself. And I think at the core of it, there's this really beautiful, like you know, relationship between him and this child that's kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, softening his edges and and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, There's also a love interest that is a um, publisher that works Mm -hmm. for the publisher to kind of get him to buy books. And uh, they kind of, you know, have a little meet cutie type thing. Mm -hmm. And then it's like a will they, won't they thing. And um, it's just a great, you know, love story on top of that. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot more intrigue with, people in his family and the relationships that are kind of breaking down around him and uh i don't want to get like too much into yeah, no. any spoiler territory but no. it's not just a rom-com it is a wonderful human drama that i don't know mm-hmm. it, it elucidates a lot of like 
um, I think there's like a lot of positive masculinity in here because mm-hmm. he's like a great girl dad yeah, yeah. <laughs> eventually, mm-hmm. and just um, yeah, it wears its heart on its sleeve mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of puts out a great like positive vibe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how you felt after the movie is how I felt after reading the book, right? And well, yeah, mostly mostly how I felt after reading the book. Without <laughs> any spoilers, <laughs> okay. Um, and so this appears at number eight. For my list. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of assumed it would be on yours, but I thought there was an outside chance that, like, so because you love the book so much, it doesn't well, quite reach that level. No, I mean, they they did as best they could with what... Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to leave some stuff out. There are a couple of things that were more back into his backstory and things like that you didn't get. Um, but the trailer had me worried because the trailer reads rom-com. I think that's how they have to kind of sell it to get people to come. And I was like, this book is not a rom-com. And I I don't think... It didn't. No, I wouldn't describe it as that. Yeah, no, Yes, there is romance. Yes, there is comedy. But it's more about the father-daughter relationship than it is the love-interest relationship. Yeah, and I don't think... And they did the book... They did. Yeah. They did it very well. Sadly, I don't think the movie did very well. Like, I haven't heard literally anyone else talk about it outside of you and I. Um, Sadly, but I think and more people always, should um, see it because it's Raj a, from Big Bang Theory. Yes, Kunal uh, Nayar, I believe, is his name, um, who gives an amazing performance. He like well. he um, turns out was like wasted on Big Bang because he's got range and yeah. is actually a, a very good actor. Yeah, it is a shame. Well, it was a was it an Amazon movie or it? I think it was an Amazon, Amazon Studios. Yeah, and I think so it's, I don't know yeah. something they didn't market it quite right. They didn't market it at all. Because I, never, I didn't even know. I was like, oh my yeah. god! I knew they were making one, but that yeah. was pre-COVID that they announced it. So. Right. And then I was like, oh my god! It's like out in theaters, and it's almost leaving the theaters. Yeah. We gotta go see so, it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I'm that makes so, me happy so that glad it's that, on your list. that I decided to go see it with you. And uh, yeah, I think more people need to see it because it's a uh, it's a really great. Great it's movie. Just so sweet. It's a little bit of like a um, a treacle, you know, kind of like a little just like sweet thing that doesn't have a ton of weight, but there's yeah. a really good amount of it's just a feel good emotional drama, but also like within. not like just fluffy feel good. Like right. there's still sadness and yeah. there's still like real stuff that right happens exactly. And it feels tough topics. Very um, realistic and and kind of and there's Edgar Allan Poe stuff in it so. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of great <laughs> things about like the written word yeah and, if, you, and yeah, if like you're like a well. book lover you yeah definitely would. yeah so that's my number 10 Yay, that makes me so excited. let's move on now to number nine my number nine what do you got was and this is another one that like was in the honorable mention then it came back in yeah is Marcel the shell with shoes on this is my number nine as well <gasps> no Yes. <laughs> so this uh, recap a little bit. Marcel the Shell with shoes on was a mm-hmm. YouTube short, right? Video. With, Jenny Slate uh, yes. and the director whose name escapes me right now oh. uh, created multiple YouTube shorts that are adorable. And, yeah, it's and little, you can still watch them now. Yeah, um, a little like shell, shell crab looking thing, <laughs> right? With shoes and um, mm-hmm. eyes and, and eyes. talks. Yeah. Um, it's uh, stop motion animation, yeah. basically with Jenny Slate's voice with as that, yeah, Marcel's a really voice, cute, really cute little voice. And I believe Marcel was even on Conan. He was, um, or like some, or Jimmy Fallon, or something yeah, like that. some some uh, talk show, late night talk show, um, which is a really cute segment that you should mm-hmm. go check out as well. Yeah. So the the general storyline is this: uh, Marcel the show with shoes on. They are sort of a a species. 
right. of these little shells that can you know mm-hmm. talk and things like that. Um, they live in a house, but then there is a move, and he basically gets separated from the rest of his like tribe family, right. you know, whatever. It, just him and his grandmother are left behind in this house, um, and somebody comes in in like a Airbnb type situation. It's right. just like renting it for a little bit. Yeah, and. You know, who is the the director of this film mm-hmm. and decides to like document Marcel's yeah. life and then so it becomes a yeah like, not I wouldn't say mockumentary it's a fake documentary yeah there are documentary yeah. elements within this yeah, yeah. but um, mockumentary to me means like it's supposed to be silly and stupid and funny like right like you're yeah. making fun of something yeah yeah it's like earnest but mm-hmm. it's fiction yeah a fictional documentary yeah but there's just so many parts of this film that are like that kind of super sweet imagination like what would Mm -hmm. this shell need to do in order to live in order to like create things so there Mm -hmm. are times where he's um spreading honey over his shoes so they can walk up a wall and get to like higher um things and there are you know uh, it's like a home alone aspect too sometimes it's like once he discovers just like just him and his grandma and he's just like yeah you know like wandering around this house by himself yeah (laughs) and it's just it's really sweet it's Mm -hmm. very cute it's um there's i think it's not just a um like fun feel-good thing i think there's a lot that it says about internet fame and a lot about uh fame in general and Mm -hmm. family and what that means and where home is yeah um, I just I thought it was it's one of those super feel good movies that mm-hmm. is um, on top of it very like uh, creative and just yeah. really I mean, kind you think of you look at it and you're like how deep could a movie be about a talking little yeah shell and how can it be a full length movie either yes. too yeah yeah this like YouTube you know just video shorts mm-hmm. um, and it managed to make me cry make me laugh. Um, except there were people being loud and annoying in the theater. Yeah. So it took me out of it for so a little bit. I, that's honestly, I was worried that this wasn't going to make your list because, because. of the experience mm-hmm. that you had. Um, but I'm glad it did because I, again, I feel like this wasn't a hugely talked about movie. Mm-hmm. I think um, there were a lot of people that kind of, uh, in my circles anyway, that had seen the shorts but didn't know there was even a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's one that is a... Uh, one of those like you put it on one night and you just feel better about the night afterwards yeah. you know um, I will say that while it may look like a children's movie it it's not, not really a children's, a children's movie. movie not to say that there's anything that's like objectionable for children to watch no, but no. it they is it. yeah they won't understand it um, or if they do then that's and I think that's why these uh, kids were being loud towards the end of the yeah movie. Because, because it, they were like, it was not I thought it was this movie about a cute little shell that talks yeah. and he's gonna say funny things and do funny things yeah which I and mean, it's really it kind of is yeah. but it, that's like 20% of the movie and but, the rest you know, is like an actual the drama the last 30 minutes is like really deep intense yeah. topics about life and family yeah. and home and all those things and beautiful too it looked amazing it was really the, cool. the way it it's shot real. is gorgeous um, and the animation is a real um, achievement, mm-hmm. I think, because it, it never at any point kind of took me out of it Didn't feel fake. to say no. that, like, oh, this is ridiculous, you know, um, 
<laughs> except for the couple of times where it was meant to be ridiculous the hands and those were and yeah like those, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so those were those were fun uh ridiculous yeah. so yeah Ooh. so that's both of our number nines yeah. so we've had so far a little bit of crossover mm-hmm. well what, now my my number eight is aj fickery is aj fickery so okay what is your number so, so we'll eight? move on to my number eight which is roll dolls matilda oh. the musical okay <laughs> um yeah, I mean, we did a whole 25, 30 minutes on this mm-hmm. in our last episode. Uh, so if you want, like, the full download, <laughs> go ahead and, and listen to that. But mm-hmm. short story is that, you know, this is an adaptation of the book Matilda by Roald Dahl. And it is a musical that is written, uh, the music mm-hmm. was written by Tim Minchin, a uh, musical comedian from Australia. And uh, it just hit me in all the right places. We were familiar with the musical itself going mm-hmm. into this. And it had a high bar to clear for me because I love the stage musical. It's mm-hmm. a top five musical for me on stage. And this cleared it with absolute highest marks in creating a movie musical that, um, you know, does everything right in giving you scenes that can't be seen on stage Mm -hmm. um, perspectives and uh, other kind of visuals that help tell the story narratively. Mm -hmm. The choreography was great. Acting and singing was great. Yeah. And just like really wide shots, top down shots, like, you know, kinds of things that movie musicals can't do. And the music is just tremendous. I absolutely adore the soundtrack to this. So yeah. So Matilda appeared on my list. Okay, also. that's I kind of thought it might. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was going to make your list. Yeah, I I struggled with it because of recency bias. Mm-hmm. We literally we did this just is podcasted about it. Yeah, it's one of the ones that we saw within the last four days. I want to say so. It was it was like yes, I feel super high about it right now, but am I going to next? june yeah you know but i think i will just because of my fondness for i'll be watching it again yeah there's no way we don't (laughs) just throw this on if we're both you know working on the couch or something like that so yeah i i think it has staying power um it was i don't know if it was my number six okay i don't know if i said that okay you did not um i thought about moving it down a bit but yeah, no, it moved. It's... It moved a whole bunch within my list. Yeah, it was like yeah. as high as four, as low as nine, and then yeah, I, was like, I had it at six, and then I, I dropped it a few mm-hmm. spots just because recency. And yeah, it's like, true. You know, take a take a breath, a step away, and mm-hmm. you know maybe it's not as high as some of the others on my list. And I'm I'm fairly happy with my one through seven. So oh, P.S. Happy New Year. Oh yes, Happy New Year. It is now twelve oh five. Happy New Year, madams. <laughs> Old Lang Syne and all that. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Okay, continuing on. Right on. All right. <laughs> Moving right along to number seven film. Top seven. Yes. What do you got, Monica? Uh, Number seven film for me is Till. Till. Yes. Ooh, a heavy one. Yes. Coming in at number seven. Yes. So if if you don't know, uh, Till is based on the true story of Emmett Till, and if you don't know who or what Emmett Till is, then you should definitely watch this movie. Yes. Because uh, it's an important, um, it's, it, it met the objectivity and relevance and importance one for me. Absolutely. Because the, in, uh, yes. it was not enjoyable, but it's not supposed to be enjoyable. Right, exactly. It's supposed to make you feel 
uncomfortable. It's supposed to yes. make you feel devastated um, and uncomfortable again and then devastated some more. Yeah. It, and that's what it's supposed to, to do. Yeah. And it did. There are parts, though, that I think were tremendously well made and are enjoyable on the level of oh, sure. the filmmaking. Absolutely. Um, but yeah what the scenes themselves are depicting mm-hmm. are just atrocious yes and yeah uh this did not make my list mm-hmm. yeah. i mean it's it's it was a tough one like it, it wasn't it was one that was in my honorable mentions and but ultimately again if i'm thinking about movies that i think are you know great and also important yes and for me this was one that i think everyone should see yeah, um, I, would, and the, I would absolutely agree. If the, if the mother in this film doesn't get uh, acting nomination, that will be sad. That it, it will be sad. I feel like, unfortunately, there's no star power behind this performance. Mm-hmm. And I think Till, as a film, did not do well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is a good box office film because well, who wants that... to go exactly. basically cry for two hours mm-hmm. in a theater with strangers? Yes. Um, maybe this will find a bit more of an audience in Streaming, home release yeah. um but yeah for those you know quick story is that emmett till was was a young black boy who was lynched in the mm-hmm. south and his the photographs of his body became a national news story when yeah. they were his uh, mother demanded to have an open cast right for people um, to see what he looked like and i think it's important to say that the film I believe handled that absolutely perfectly mm-hmm. because they do not shy away from no. anything. They have a brutal, heartbreaking oh recreation Ooh. of his body that mm-hmm. they linger on purposefully. Yes, it was very. It is. I think you said so something difficult. in the, our last podcast about like the single moment, like most moving moment of the year. And for me, it was it's, that scene. I yeah. haven't I haven't cried that hard in a movie in a while. And yeah, we you want to talk like, about the ugly cry? Well, that, yeah, and that was like that was my ugly cry in public. Yeah, like, if we had been at home, it would have been real, really, really, really ugly. Yeah, and, I was holding it in a bit, but it was also at the same time one of those beautiful moments when you can hear everyone around you yes, also there sniffling was and crying. A lot of sniffling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a it's a rough one. I I agree that it is a incredibly well made and one of the most important films of the year for Mm -hmm. people to see and um going off of you know um ebert's famous quote that movies are empathy machines Mm -hmm. like that i don't think there's any better kind of proof of that than films like till yes yeah absolutely a bit of a a downer but yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) so my number seven film was glass onion and knives out mystery wow <laughs> which is very different yeah. than till yours is really low on the list i thought it was going to be much higher than that i i don't think there's anything that this film did wrong mm-hmm. to be this low okay. on my list and i mean you know 7 is not the worst yeah. <laughs> but it's um, it's number 3 for me yeah okay yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, I There's been a lot of discourse recently that people are saying, like, that their hot take is that Glass Onion is better than Knives Out. And I don't... 
I don't begrudge anyone that opinion, mm-hmm. but for me, Knives Out is more um, relevatory than mm-hmm. Glass Onion is. I think the structure and what Ryan Johnson does to deconstruct a murder mystery in Knives mm-hmm. Out is more... Um, shows more like deftness Mm -hmm. than what he gives us in glass onion but what he gives us in glass onion is a almost picture perfect murder mystery film but it's a little more straightforward and doesn't kind of do that same turning the genre on its head type thing you also have the benefit of a sequel of that like um uh his character what's his um forget blanking yeah i almost name. said hercule poirot which is wrong no um i forget wow yeah but the character completely is giving me daniel craig yeah daniel craig whatever yeah. his character um has already been established in the first one yes so the first movie spends a little bit more time mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. where they're like okay well this one everybody saw knives out so we don't need to give you as much about yeah. like him yeah so you can get a little bit more mystery and those mm-hmm. things for me they're pretty equal yeah that the first one's slightly higher because of some of the things that you said and yeah. just establishing the character to begin with. Yeah. Glass Onion's a little funnier than the first Glass one. Glass Onion is very is very mm-hmm. funny and I think a little bit more just entertaining. Yes. Um, I Where think... The first Knives Out is more of a like good movie. Yeah. yeah. If you, like, Ed Norton just gives, like, mm-hmm. an amazing performance yes. in this. Just truly one of the, like, great kind of just smarmy you know kind of jerk rich tech bro guy um you have Catherine Hahn who's always wonderful Mm -hmm. and then Janelle Monae just absolutely killed it is you know just one of the better performances this year uh in this film and uh she has a lot to do and I think that's great Mm -hmm. because she is a a great actress um Mm -hmm. I've seen her in you know multiple movies now and when you have a, a music star that's not that's you know kind of coming into acting you're just yeah. kind of like oh Ooh, how's that gonna be <laughs> they get the part and whatever um but yeah this film has a an amazing musical artist and one of the biggest pro wrestlers from the yeah. 20s or uh, 2000s it. rather um in leading roles and they're both like amazing and mm-hmm. yeah dave batista you can mark my words on this is the greatest wrestler turned actor ever like he is he's better than the, the rock, rock. Ooh, yeah because a, he that is a hot take. because dave batista plays characters and the rock plays, plays the, the rock. rock true now i love the rock i'll yeah, watch sure, the rock sure, sure. do pretty much anything. anything um john cena is great too he's got a little bit more depth but batista is is okay. really up there That's interesting. um yeah um i'll let you kind of expand upon that when we get mm-hmm. you know all the way up your list mm-hmm. but um, that's my take on Glass Onion. Okay. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So number six, Monica. Was my, that's where my Matilda. That's was. right. Mm-hmm. That's your Matilda. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's me again. <laughs> my number six. And this one's going to be interesting. I hope that it made your list, but I'm not sure it did. Oh. Number six for me was Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Mm. Cha-Cha Real Smooth is on my honorable mentions. Okay, yeah. Well, you talk about why you liked it. I'll explain why it was didn't quite make my list. Okay. To me, this was the Ted Lasso of movies in 2022. It is about hmm. a flawed character doing the absolute best 
that he can and making the world just a bit better for the people around him by doing, you know, staying positive and Mm -hmm. like helping out people and, um, you know, trying to just be good in a world that is Mm -hmm. hard to be good sometimes. So stepping back, the main plot of this is that there's a a 20 something who's kind of um, moving back home after kind of not doing well in college Mm -hmm. or kind of giving up on, you know, the academic system and doesn't really have a plan or a kind of passion. Yeah. Just kind of anything to do and just kind of treading water and and that kind of stuff. A very relatable character for many people in the world. Right. (laughs) But he's got a younger brother and ends up going to this bar mitzvah with his younger brother and then is kind of the life of the party and gets um, the kids into it and kind Mm -hmm. of brings some people out of their shells and and things like that. So he ends up being kind of a bar mitzvah hype man. Um, But over the course of uh, a couple of bar mitzvahs, he meets, um, her name is Dakota Johnson, right? Um, Dakota Johnson, who has a autistic daughter and kind of befriends them and, it's kind of about their relationship, his relationship with the world around him and um, his family and kind of him finding a passion and this kind of like wanderlust kind of um, emotional journey that mm-hmm. he goes on. But I think he's kind of um, much like Ted Lasso and kind of why I draw that comparison. He kind of says the right things and really does the right things and at the right times um he's you know at at certain times he does break and like you know things go badly and Mm -hmm. he's in a bad mood but it's like almost to the point where you're like this character is almost not realistic Uh and i think ted lasso borders on that as well but ultimately it was like this really nice emotional journey that felt grounded and that felt real but ultimately was very positive and just a, a good experience at the movies. Mm-hmm. I, I just really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I agree with all those things you were saying. For me, this might be one that is recency, like not by, like it was too far away. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> because, you're, you've kind of lost that loving feeling. Yeah. Because when I came back to like our list of movies we saw this year, I struggled to remember what the movie was about. Mm, that's I was fair. like, I re- I'm like, oh, I remember really liking this movie. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it was like about a guy and like a something, and there was like yeah. a girl, and and I'd like look it up, and then I was like, oh yeah, the movie was really fun. Mm-hmm. So if if we had watched it last week, yeah, maybe it would have ended up on my list. But mm-hmm. then I don't really feel bad about it not making my list because it obviously didn't stick with me like long yeah you know but i when you, we started re-talking about it i was like oh dang maybe that should have been my that was a good movie i mean that's but, how the but list now works I also remember, right? for me um i didn't love the end the like it was a really good movie for like 80 percent mm-hmm. and for me like the last 20 percent the way it kind of ended in some like weird stuff that went down that yeah. kind of took me out of it a little bit mm. and then i was like oh like in the end, he's just like a dumb kid, sort of thing. I mean, you had a different, yeah, but you had we a all take on kind it, of but are. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I just remember yeah. not being like in love with the ending. Yeah, so that's I, why it didn't end up on my list. Yeah, I, I vividly remember walking out of the theater and saying, 
to myself, like that's got a really good chance of making my top 10 at the end of the Mm -hmm. year. And so I tried to, you know, kind of call upon remembering those mm-hmm. feelings that i had like walking sure. out of it and uh for me yeah it's just, yeah I, it's I one of the I better ones have those i mean it was like a feel yeah. good movie but it didn't yeah. it didn't stay with me like it did with you yeah and i can i could totally see that it's not like you know if you said the same thing about our number one film then i'd call yeah. you crazy but exactly completely understand it in this mm-hmm. in this case yeah so all right so that is our 10 through 6 do you want to kind of just recap for the madams uh yeah sure my 10, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. 9, Marcel Lachelle Chuzon. Number 8, The Storied Life of A.J. Fickery. Number 7, Till. And number 6, Matilda. And my number 10 was The Storied Life of A.J. Fickery. 9, Marcel Lachelle Chuzon. 8, Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical. 7, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. And 6, Cha-Cha Real Smooth. So Cha-Cha's Real Smooth is the only one that... Oh, until we're the ones that haven't been on each other's list. Correct. Yeah. All right. So let's see. I'm going to be interested to see. I kind of feel like. Yeah, I thought I had your top three. I'm I'm almost certain that four out of my top five are on your list. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. We still haven't gotten to the one that you. I know that there's one that I have not seen that's on your list. Correct. So I'm assuming that's your number five or four. We'll find out right now. Okay. What's your number five? Number five for me is. The whale. The whale. Yes. yes. So this we saw just, just uh, yes. two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so. again, it could be, but I don't think it's going to be recency because this is a movie that will stick with me. Mm-hmm. It Absolutely. was. Um, if you didn't listen to our last podcast, quick recap: Brendan Fraser uh, plays um, like a morbidly obese man who is distant from his daughter and his ex-wife, and is trying to you know rekindle. And um, have a relationship with his daughter. Uh, but it was, I mean, not only a great acting uh, by Brendan Fraser, great, and other people in it. And then great, I mean, the makeup alone to make him yeah, absolutely look incredible the way that he prosthetics. did. But just a movie that really, again, when I go back to my, like, three, it was a really well done movie. I enjoyed, I mean, I was like in with him and in with the family. Yes. And then I think it, um, it said a lot of important things, not, not just about weight. Like I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's more about just perception in general. And then like what it means to be a good person and a bad person and, um, the baggage everybody brings with them and the weight that, you know, both literal and figurative that people, you know, bring with them. And I, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's also about kind of the obsession um, and what that does to you as oh, a like person. Oh, the whole Moby Dick metaphor. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. The whale. Um, mm-hmm. Always chasing that that one thing that you think will, will make you whole and mm-hmm. solve your problems um, and ultimately won't even if you catch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of how to try to not destroy your life by pursuing it exactly um yeah this film's incredible and i thought it was excellent it did not make my list it's not on your list at all it did not make my list wow yeah um you just liked the ending that much i mean partially yeah it's a it's i think honestly this was a banner year for film wow that's surprising to me i thought that would be on your list yeah no i could tell that you liked it more than i did okay um I, I thought it was great, like, 
you know, I we gave it what nine? I think we both gave it a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a lot of nines and tens that I saw this year. So it was, you yeah. know, um, would it make my top twenty? Probably mm-hmm. for sure. It's not in my honorable mentions really? either. Well, wow. see, with the honorable mentions, sometimes I they're not necessarily my eleven through fifteen movies. Just they're just other knowing. films that I really think people need to talk about or hear uh, about. Okay. Um. So yeah, if we're doing like the absolute best made films of the year, mm-hmm. it might have been on my top ten, but like my personal top ten. Yeah. See, we have different. Yeah. We have different reasons for making our lists. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I gave my three. <laughs> my three reasons. <laughs> yeah. For me, I mean, I go with my gut for a lot of it. And, mm. uh, you know, it, it does have to reach a level of uh, quality in terms of, like, objective filmmaking, for mm. sure. Enjoyability definitely plays into it. And um, I think I use importance more of kind of a tiebreaker than, oh, like, a okay. criteria. Um, gotcha. But it'll definitely enhance, you know the mm-hmm. the feeling that i have about the film yeah but yeah so interesting the whale yeah. is your number five your number five my number five which i'm fairly certain at least i hope uh makes it onto your list is rrr oh, rise yeah. roar revolt yes. and this film kind of took uh like the cultural discourse by storm when mm-hmm. it dropped on on netflix and i heard so many people talking about it and i mm-hmm. I sadly passed up the chance to go see it in theaters when it like returned after the buzz for one night only in the original language. Right. Not dubbed. Yeah. Yes. Which almost destroyed my entire rating of this film. Yeah. Uh, So for those of you who haven't watched it, it is a historical fictionalized tale of two Indian revolutionaries as they fight against the British rule of india um they go about it in two different ways and uh i believe in real life never met each other um but in this uh they do meet each other they form a beautiful male friendship and um yeah and sparks fly in every every way you can imagine Mm -hmm. um but if you're watching it on netflix it is dubbed into hindi yes uh, from the original language yeah, Telugu. yeah I'm, not, I'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it correctly yeah so but i believe it's it's more of a regional language right in india so not many people yeah know it. so in order to hit yeah. wider audiences it's dubbed into hindi mm-hmm. there is also an english dub in on netflix which we watched a portion of the film in and for me i thought the writing of the dub was horrible and was really affecting my enjoyment of the film and then it's also a long film it's three hours so we paused at one point in order to take a bathroom break Mm -hmm. i know it's sacrilege i don't like doing that but Mm -hmm. it was necessary and when we restarted i asked if we could you know turn the Mm -hmm. the uh hindi dub back on and do english subtitles and it got so much better yeah. for me. Well, because I didn't realize that no matter the situation, it was going to be dubbed. Yes, the lips and yeah. mouth movements were, we're not never, going we're to never match, going to match, except for this this um, small amount of lines that were in English. Yeah, there are some parts that are English because colonization. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but this film is incredible Mm -hmm. there are action sequences that i will continue to think about for years to come there is for me like if we were doing a top five scenes of the year yes um there is a song in this film that would be you know way up there for me um there's the dancing of the wedding song or no, the, 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 the yeah, okay. the torture song. Um, oh, that song. That's that song. Yes. That that is the point at which the film for me went from okay, this is good, and I can see what people are talking about, but this isn't like the oh my god mm-hmm. type like revelation film to like I get it now. Mm-hmm. I am a profit for this film on board, yeah. like i am a hundred percent behind this because there's so much emotion there's um so much like beautiful imagery and like awesome music as well in this one scene that like really gave me chills and and uh you know got my blood pumping mm-hmm. and uh yeah rrr is so good yeah so it it's number four on my list. Okay, cool. Which is the next one anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'll just, yeah, elaborate on that. I agree. This, I would even go as far as saying this is the best action movie I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> like it is just, I mean, it's sort of ridiculous action, but most action movies are. Yeah, it's highly stylized in that, you know, in the the more Bollywood Eastern type. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just... I mean, it's just one of those movies where I'm like, you just have to watch it. Just like, just, just watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain to people. Um, like, what? Well, well, I mean, it's a, hard to explain, at least to maybe most Americans and people. Like, I'm not at all familiar with like the British colonization of India. Like, I don't really know a yeah. lot about it. Mm-hmm. So, fair. If you know, in America, if you say it's a movie about Martin Luther King and Gandhi and like coming mm-hmm. together people are like oh i know who those two people are right so i can't speak well enough on the actual historical part of the historical fiction yeah. story yeah and i think there's too a lot of uh myths from that part of the world and that culture that yes. kind of weaves its way throughout this story that um are probably lost on western audiences mm-hmm. as well but it doesn't detract from anything it's no, not no, like no. you feel like you're missing you don't really parts have to of the puzzle because the action is just so yeah. cool but on top of the action, then there's like an absolutely beautiful bromance. Yeah, bromance is so cute. It's so great. It is so adorable. Yeah. They're just so cute. And this is a great example of how time is relative because Babylon and this movie are only two minutes different in their yeah. own time. And even Avatar, too, is, uh, yes. I think, and two minutes. There's just no scientific way that the way time passed. While I was watching yeah. RRR and the way time moved when I was watching Babylon. Yeah, very different. It's just not possible that it was the same amount of time. Yeah, it's crazy. Because one was torturous <laughs> and one I wouldn't say it was, was torturous. amazing. It was, you were aware of the time Ugh, passing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. But no, right. I, yeah, RRR was, was so much fun. So yeah, go go watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, I would say that, you know... While it might be a disservice to this because of the runtime and because it's on Netflix, you could break it up a yeah, little bit if you it. need to. Um, but yeah, no, this is it was an incredible film, and I'm I'm glad that it kind of got that level of notoriety in America because I don't think you know, I mean, 
Slumdog Millionaire is kind of like the closest thing to like a cultural impact in America. Yeah, never from a like Bollywood, mm-hmm. but that was made by um was it Danny Boyle, right? Yeah, so it it's not even like authentically I think this will be nominated for best foreign film. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah I would hope. I but mean there's also lots of good foreign films this year, so I don't know if it'll win, but Right. I think it'll be nominated. Yeah. Yeah. It's um yeah. <laughs> go go watch yeah, it. Yeah, just go watch it. All right. Mm-hmm. So that moves us on to Oh, wait, that was your number 4. That was my number 4. So okay. So it moves on to my number 4, and my number 4 is the film that you have not watched it is the menu that's what i I thought maybe that's where it would be so the menu is an and it's not a movie i'm gonna ever watch probably i think i don't think you would dislike it though i think there is a lot to uh there's a lot of meat on the bone if you're (laughs) pardon the pun um but yeah so the menu is a thriller suspenseful um some people may call it a horror, but I don't. I don't think they should. Um, a kind of uh, just a wild ride of a film where it's based upon these like um, fancy highfalutin restaurants where you pay like twenty five hundred dollars a person to go for one night, an and it's right exactly. It's a chef's tasting menu that they you know curate for this one night, and it's very special. Um, but this particular one is very different and there are twists and turns and there are just a complete litany of surprises and shocks and, uh, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. And maybe um, I maybe I'll watch it and then I'll have to or in the next episode I'll say just kidding. This one made my top ten. Yeah, instead. I don't know if it would make your top ten, but I mm-hmm. think you can appreciate okay. what it did. Um, Ray Fiennes is excellent <laughs> as the yeah. head chef. He is he's so good. <laughs> I went to see this uh, with my friend and former uh, guest on the podcast, yes. Matt, and um, he <laughs> at one point. I think it was either during the movie or as we were walking out. No, it was as we were walking out because he saw it on the credits. He goes, oh, that was Voldemort. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was like, yes, yes, that it was. Um, he's great. Uh, Nicholas Holt is uh, excellent as kind of like the um, guy who like fancies himself as a foodie and like is like way too into the minutia. <laughs> okay. And he knows like all the like, gadgets and things that were used to make it and then anya taylor joy is excellent as kind of the um almost like the audience surrogate kind of you know like the the person who's commenting on everything being wrong and feeling off um there's also a great performance by john leguizamo as a, a minor character um yeah i just i absolutely love this i thought it was a a thrill ride and had me hooked from from start to finish um it goes to a couple of different places that i didn't see it going to and for me the ending is absolutely perfect and just really great okay and kind of um I feel like there were a lot of films this year that kind of talk about pretension and high art versus low art and things like that. And I think uh, ultimately there's a a great case made kind of for both a little bit in this film, but the danger of um, 
kind of taking any art a little too seriously. Okay. And so, like, you think it's kind of it's like a satirical movie, really? Or um, well, I mean, there's parts of it that are definitely kind of skewering the um that kind of culture. Okay. Um, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. yeah I like satirical films. Maybe I would. Yeah, think. I mean, it's not satire in the in the sense that it's funny. Oh yeah. It's yeah, like but just... there is there are like dark comedy moments, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, for me, this was. It's one of those uh, ones that you walk out of and you're just like, that was great. (laughs) You know, like you want to talk about every part with whoever you saw it with or other people that have seen it with. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, yeah. So that was your number four. That was my number four. The menu. Yes. I've only been half listening to you because I'm trying to figure out what the heck your number three is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll find out after you tell us our, your number three, which is. A glass onion. Ernie's. Oh, yeah. that's right. You did that's say I mean. glass onion. So I already onion. talked about mine, so I'm trying yes. to figure it out. So you had... Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what your number one and two are. You well, had... I know what your number one is, but I yeah. think I know what your number two is. So I'm trying to think you... It's either, oh, so this isn't on your list at all. I guess not, or it's a movie that I haven't seen. Either that or your number two is something that is wildly off the board. No. Okay. Uh, so I've... I've got my list. I want to, yeah, I want to see what you think the guess is. So it's either Top Gun. I don't think it's the Fablemans. I don't think I was on your list at all. So my other guess is that it's Vengeance. It is Vengeance. It is. So this was one for me that it was at my eight at one point, and then it was like at my nine, and then it was at my ten, and then like Leo, uh, good luck to you, Leo Grand. Yep ultimately took it out oh it took it out okay because it was like yeah this for me is is my number three film me, of the year it didn't meet the the third one that's the, like you say the tiebreaker the relevancy okay important. i oh, would no, argue wait, that it does actually i would argue that it very much does think so hard about this movie so let's uh it let's, says it says a lot about like believing women yeah so let's yeah. talk about vengeance so mm-hmm. vengeance is bj novak's film mm-hmm. he wrote and directed it i am on record Saying that I do not like B.J. Novak. No, neither. <laughs> um, partly, you know, Ryan Howard in The Office is one of the most detestable <laughs> characters in all of comedy history, I think. Um, and that probably plays, you know, subconsciously into my, you know, bias against B.J. Novak. Even mm-hmm. though I'm sure, you know, he might be a nice guy. He might be a, a complete douche. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't because I don't know him personally. Um, so going into this, I was like, ah. I don't know, man. This is going to have to work pretty hard to get me on board. And I think from minute one, it was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. And, and then it, was it not, kept there wasn't getting a lot of more and more interesting. No, there was there was almost none. We kind of went to see it on a whim because like, it was oh, like, like, BJ Novak oh. has a movie. Oh, this looks kind of interesting. Yeah, we're not doing anything this afternoon. Cool. You want to go? Yeah. yeah, let's go. So, okay. So it's about BJ Novak who um, plays a uh, podcaster, mm-hmm. essentially. And he kind of, um, he gets a call, uh, first, you know, couple of minutes of the film, he gets a call from the sister of a woman that he hooked up with once, mm-hmm. uh, the brother, sorry, the brother mm-hmm. of the woman yeah. that he hooked up with once. And the brother is acting like they had a much deeper and it's, longer relationship, like they were boyfriend. boyfriends. Yes. And the brother tells BJ Novak that the woman is dead Mm -hmm. and that he thinks she was murdered um she was found that she od'd like in the desert Mm -hmm. in texas right something yeah it was south yeah somewhere in the south and 
Yes, it's Texas because mm. they have that whole Texas state, Texas state. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So he decides to use this as a career like launcher mm-hmm. and go down and do this podcast about how you know the the southern kind of folk think that this was this like you know terrible conspiracy murder plot mm-hmm. thing where you know they're kind of making it up and just yeah, kind pretty of much like to make fun of people from the south right exactly and, and we'll pretend that he was her girlfriend that they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Yes, exactly. And when he gets down there, the film does everything to kind of flip that notion mm-hmm. and he looks terrible. Like and I think yeah. honestly, I think to his credit, he brilliantly used his own public <laughs> perception persona, yeah. to garner the film, mm-hmm. you know, th- these kind of like brownie points where you're like, yeah, take him down a peg because mm-hmm. he looks like an idiot. And I just as the film went on more and more, I'm like, this is so incredibly interesting. And then Ashton Kutcher gives it was really great an in this. absolutely amazing kind of I monologue. On my list. <sighs> he gives this monologue on like social media and what is believed and what is true. And as soon as it gets out there, it's true. Whether you know <gasps> that one part is so good. Yeah, exactly. Uh... So. Vengeance stayed with me. Can I edit my list? For no, mm. <laughs> yeah, you can. It doesn't matter. <laughs> stayed with me for a very, very long time after seeing it, and I just I admire this film so much, and it is so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised it was that high on your list, though. I yeah, I, I know I loved it too. And it's it was, one of those ones that just kind of worked its way into yeah. my bones, and I just I. I adore it and I applaud it mm-hmm. and it's it's definitely it was a really cool and it's so good doesn't doesn't go the way that you think it's gonna go no I remember a moment where I was just like oh dang yeah <laughs> I did not yeah. see that coming like legit <laughs> gasps and yes. reactions from both of us who don't te- like not we don't genuinely loud. do that no you know uh in theaters anyway so um yeah, that's that's my number three is okay. vengeance. vengeance. Yeah, so I believe now then mental math are number two and number one are the same. They have to be the same. If you don't have number two on your list, you're just dumb. Exactly, yes. and I feel the same way. So okay. our number two is yes. Banshees of Inisherin. Yes, yes. <laughs> Martin McDonough. Oh my so gosh. peeling back the curtain a little bit, let's talk about this, right? Martin McDonough has a very special place. In our relationship. This is true. Senior year of college. Your senior year. My junior. My, yeah. Your junior point five. Junior and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we took a film criticism class together, mm-hmm. Monica and I. Day one, uh, shout out to Professor Eldred. Mm-hmm. Uh, she shows us Six Shooter, which is a Oscar winning short by Martin McDonough. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which Brendan Gleeson, um, kind of, you know, <laughs> Martin McDonough's like His number one person. actor, yep. um, has just a terrible day. And there's a, <laughs> it's, it basically takes place on a train <laughs> and you meet like these an characters and, yeah. and there's like a shootout and there's like a whole it's bunch of things. It's so weird. And Monica and I are kind of the only two people <laughs> in the class consistently laughing Mm -hmm. loudly at this film so it's kind of like one of those things where it's you know kind of that relationship litmus test for us is that 
we we knew that we understood something yes that other people were not that other people didn't right and that that was martin mcdonough and his per his particular brand of just dark comedy his type of comedy yeah. and absurd like absurdity mm-hmm. i would say and just like drawing out these things to these like highly illogical conclusions and making you feel bad for laughing yes yeah exactly and then so since then we saw in Bruges, which we were both not super in. high yeah. on um but i do want to kind of revisit now yeah it was okay it just wasn't great uh and then we saw seven psychopaths which we were i think wildly kind of different on i i loved seven psychopaths and oh, I, yeah i thought I, seven psychopaths was a tarantino oh i'm thinking Glorious no. bastards yeah sorry yes yeah we it was okay for me too yeah Didn't i it, i but. i love seven psychopaths and then uh was there another one no, I no. So. I think th- yeah. this is his follow up to that mm-hmm. film, and uh, yeah, it's I mean, so good. I'm in the bag for this already because it's uh, well, just a, I, because we should say it's about yeah, it takes place yeah it takes place in Ireland, a um, small tiny like, little island. island yeah, and um, it, Martin McDonough and um, Colin Farrell, B- Brendan Gleeson. Oh, what did I say? Martin McDonough. He's the oh, yeah. director. Oh, sorry. Brendan Gleeson is yeah. Yeah. Yes, the actor. Brendan Gleeson, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're friends on this island, but then one day Brendan Gleeson just tells him, I don't like you anymore. Leave me alone. Yeah. Which I mean And that is pretty much the sum of the movie. Yeah. And you would think, how on earth can you make like a good movie just about two friends that are like arguing about something yeah like that can't that's not possibly sustainable for two hours right the dialogue and and they're not actually arguing like the the dialogue is hilarious the writing is just so quick and witty and then the but at the same time though it's like a really deep film about mortality and what you leave behind and and, art and sacrifice and friendship and really like what's important Mm -hmm. and what do you deem to be worth the time that you spend on this earth yeah and uh and like leading a exciting life versus yeah well they kind of put it like a dull life versus an exciting life. right yeah and um yeah i think this (laughs) it just hits on on every single level it is hilarious for me it has the line of the year Mm -hmm. um in terms of comedy yeah anyway it's probably one of the funniest movies on the list while also being one of the more like serious movies yeah, on the list. Yeah, absolutely. And um yeah, two fantastic uh, probably four fantastic performances yes. if you include Barry Keegan and the performance of the sister like, whose name yeah, is yeah, yeah. escaping me and I feel horrible, but she should garner a supporting actress uh nomination uh Carrie I- Kondo yes mm-hmm. um she's or wonderful sure. yeah so oh all, and barry keegan but, yeah. yeah um just absolutely great performances especially colin farrell i think he absolutely oh carries this movie so. he's got so much pathos and you feel so much sympathy for his him face, his facial expressions were just yeah amazing yeah which is it it was it's really cool too because he kind of um plays kind of a lot more gruff characters mm-hmm. and kind of bombastic people and, yeah, this and this like was a quiet kind of desperate mm-hmm. uh person like love me love me yeah you know. um there's just something about 
Irish stories <laughs> that are this like delightfully hopeful in a way but also this like incredible sadness yeah that that it's like we're on this island and it's just there's no getting away from this island. yeah and there's just always kind of like with the troubles and well, yeah, things like that this has the irish civil war like as a backdrop yeah. yeah and just i there's a there's a real beauty in the like irish kind of mindset mm-hmm. that um you saw it in in like belfast and uh even one of our favorite films like sing street is the same kind of mm-hmm. very similar um like things are are wonderful but also just this tinge of, of sadness well, ireland that anchors has this idea you. of being like a you know it's like in in italy you're just been like oh yeah go to ireland because it's beautiful and everyone's nice and then mm-hmm. but what about like some of the people that live there yeah year round it's not like so great for them all the time yeah it might not be um yeah I, just the dialogue in this movie is just phenomenal the writing so, is amazing. so incredibly written and there's there's a couple i mean we talked about the funny lines but there's a couple of lines that just kind of cut you oh, real deep yes. too and um about yeah art and yeah mm, yeah it's, it's just fantastic it's hard because we can't point to like a big set piece or anything like that and like it is i mean it is sort of a slow burn but it it's yeah just, it's just hard to explain it just i was in it the whole time yeah and and Martin McDonough is known and there's for, also just really weird dark comedy in there. Also. Yes, oh my goodness, he's known for writing plays as well. And I could mm. see this being oh, this could easily be on play. stage yeah. instead of uh, a film. But mm. um, yeah, there's just uh, it it just it hit me where I live. Yeah, <laughs> this I'm film. glad I wasn't sure what this one was going to be on your list. I'm glad. Oh, was, are you kidding? You doubted? Sure. No, no, I wasn't sure where it was going to oh, be. Oh, where I knew it was going to be on your list? Yeah, but. no, this was in in any other year. This is a number one I, on my list. Yeah, I could see that. But. So here's my thought. Okay. Before we get to number one. Okay, yeah. We just want to talk about our animal mentions. Uh, or do to do number one? Yeah, sure. Just like, just read, like, you know, just like. Yeah. Read, or like for me, you say honorable mention is films worth noting. Mine is a little of that, but also just like, it almost made my list, but just yeah, got pushed I, off. There's, there's a lot. I mean. Two or three of these could have easily made my list. Mm-hmm. One is like one that I kind of regret not having on. Um, and then two are more like, these are great films. And I feel like people should see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'll, I'll mention some ones that were on. Vengeance and Cha-Cha Real Smooth were made both. Made my list. Yeah, yeah. Were on my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking more about Vengeance and talking about Cha-Cha Real Smooth, I was like, oh, they should be on my list. But then yeah. I'm like, but what would I have taken off my list? Right. Then? Exactly. There was there were a lot of great films this there year. There were so many good a films lot. this year. There were a lot of films in general this year. Yeah, yeah. Like we I watched a hundred new films this year yeah. that came out. And in order to pick the top ten percent of them, yeah, it is very difficult. incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what were your other honorable mentions? Um, I also had The Woman King. Great movie. Because it was just like I I came I said I come came out of that movie saying man, it's awesome being a woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. It just gave me this feeling of like, let's go kick some boys' butts. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what a great film can do. Um, like, for it was me, really powerful that, and really cool action. Yeah. I think I described that film as like um, Gladiator, but rewatchable. I think oh, I from start to finish, like Gladiator is a wonderful film. Yeah, but the but action there are... isn't like that exciting. It's more yeah. There are yeah. there are like four scenes from Gladiator that I really like to watch, mm-hmm. like would think about watching again. But this, I think, as a film, 
is a very similar kind of narrative mm-hmm. and better Way i think in action. in terms yeah. of like pacing mm-hmm. and um entertainment mm-hmm. ability story yeah. character development yeah no absolutely Agreed. you know could have definitely made my honorable mentions and at one time flirted with my top 10 mm-hmm. yeah what else you got um the fablemans fablemans yes, yes. It was, I mean, it, it's going to get a bunch of awards. Yeah. It was a good film. Some of them, rightfully. Yeah. But for me, it's that that feeling of, like, lasting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, while I was watching it, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good film. Yep. And then a couple of days later, okay. Yeah. Like, for me, it just didn't, like, stick as yeah. this really awesome it's not a film that i say to people like you have to see this movie Mm -hmm. it was it was a like a what's the word like you love something like homage uh Uh to just like filmmaking yeah it's a love letter to to movies some of the like how you actually film things and how he cut things together Mm -hmm. and there was another like really touching heartbreaking moment in the film that was just like ouch yeah what are you are you referring to when, when he he's cutting the something. the home movies? Yes, yeah. when he finds okay. out something yeah. important. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that that scene was was wonderful and that was, was like, really really good. But there, just for me it was like Yeah. For me there Okay. Was that on your or did it almost make your list or no? No. No. Did not even oh, okay. come close to top 10. Um I am going to go on record as being very oh, much no. on the opposite side of of you know the tastemakers mm-hmm. i do not think michelle williams is a good actress oh yeah Sean really i think her michelle performance williams. was really not good mm-hmm. it took me out of the movies multiple times mm-hmm. and it was incredibly uneven she plays the same and not person. not uneven in the way it should have been given her character mm-hmm. i think it, there were literal lines of dialogue in which she used two different voices mm-hmm. and it just it took me out of it multiple times that said there are like you said the times where he's like making and cutting the movies mm-hmm. that i felt absolutely everything you know swell up within me mm-hmm. my love for movies like mm-hmm. just absolutely being pulled out of me there are two scenes i thought that were um some of the most fun um well the the final scene of the the movie mm-hmm. for me was like oh, so yeah, incredibly so fun um including a, a wonderful cameo <laughs> um oh, yeah. that i won't spoil for people if they haven't seen it not that it's like a a big secret no, but, but it's, cool. it's a cool thing to watch and be like oh that's him yeah um oh now you know it's a guy oh. yeah. um and for me like one of the other like one of my top 10 scenes of the year was judd hirsch who plays mm. um an estranged uncle to the steven spielberg stand-in mm. and um just his it's like kind of like Sorkin in that like nobody talks like that and yeah, this is right. like ridiculous and a little bit schmaltzy and everything. Yeah. But it just works for me on so deeply that where he's talking about art and just yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah. So I think parts of this film like definitely would yeah, have been for me. It, but as a but, whole it was like Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really like Seth Rogan's character too. I yeah. thought he was great and did great with that part, but mm. Ultimately, for me, no, this this doesn't touch anywhere close to my honorable mentions, Mm. even. I also had um, Top Gun. 
Top Gun Maverick was an incredible ride. It was really good. And there were times when I was like, should be on my list. But for me, like, relevancy and importance, not so much. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's a good action movie piloting. But like, objectively, Mm -hmm. is it really a great film? I I would argue it might have been one of the top 10 experiences in the theater this year. Yes. But isn't one of the top 10 no. films of the year. But it was worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, Man, IMAX Top Gun Maverick was, yeah. <laughs> was really cool. And then super, super recently, Bions, Do Revenge was a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. We we literally just watched that and then started the podcast. And yeah. it's real good. It was really fun. I mean, it yeah. probably wasn't going to be my 10, but yeah. it was worth It's on Netflix. Go check it out. Yeah. I um, also think it's worth noting that there's a Oscar buzz movie that hasn't come out yet. That will be in the 2023 Oscars, which is Women Talking. Oh, which yeah. Which is supposed to be mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. And so, um, critics have seen it because they got screeners yeah. and things like that, but we're not anywhere near at that level. No. Yeah. If we um, times our listenership by uh, 10,000, maybe we'll get there. there you go. <laughs> so Goals like, for 2023. Yeah. It's a movie that might have to be like. An addendum to the list or something. Yeah, well, we can discuss it in a full episode yeah. when we see it uh, at the lovely Ambor Theater mm-hmm. in Ambor, Pennsylvania. Yeah. What else did you have on your So, my honorable mentions. Avatar? Um, no, not Avatar. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. I thought Avatar was going to be in your top 10. No, I think it's great, but it's not one of those ones that I'm going to, like, fight for in terms of, you know, like, if you take away like the 3d and the tech oh, okay. like I, um no i, th- I think I, it's, you were more I think it. it's great and i think people that like action films should see it mm-hmm. but not a top 10 okay. film of the year so uh one that you haven't seen uh is a film that i saw it's called emergency oh, this okay. is a film about three black college students who return or sorry two black college students and one latinx uh, mm-hmm. student that find a passed out white woman in their apartment mm-hmm. and the it, it, it's essentially a horror film to an mm-hmm. extent um, in that you know they have the discussion what happens in this situation when we call the cops <laughs> if we call the cops mm-hmm. if we call 911 and there are a lot of um decisions that they make that are maybe dumb (laughs) um but you understand the motivation behind them um it all takes place over the course of a night and like what they do with this passed out um woman Mm -hmm. and uh how they deal with that situation and and kind of you know their uh harrowing journey in order to make sure that she is okay Mm -hmm. and I was watching this and for me it was hovering around like a seven or an eight and I thought it was like good, not great. And then the kind of denouement happens and there are like um, two or things that happen that I'm like, it's climbing, it's climbing and it's, it's getting so much better and like it's really resolving well. And then there's the final scene, like the final shot of the film, Mm -hmm. which I thought was very very impactful and really really good that kind of put it over the top for me it was like okay this this movie is really worth you know kind of um (laughs) yeah i think you would like it there's nothing you know that uh you don't like in it 
you know um i thought it was really good i thought you know your mileage may vary um Mm -hmm. but yeah i liked it a lot um okay so my next one is one that you wholeheartedly disagree with what's that that is jordan peele's nope oh i don't wholeheartedly disagree with it i like i get why people like it yeah i just don't see what was so great about it this to me is But this is on a lot of people's top lists. an incredible first contact film it is a uh excellent horror kind of movie um now there's not uh as much like importance or social commentary that's easy to get to mm-hmm. i think uh unlike us or uh get out obviously Mm -hmm. get out is a perfect film that is one of my you know if you ask me the greatest films of all time i think might be up there get outs on it um but yeah nope for me worked on so many levels i'm i am admittedly biased towards alien films Mm -hmm. and like that kind of like sci-fi um i really love a good first contact like arrival or um uh what was the other like annihilation oh yeah you know those kinds of films and i think jordan peele handles the suspense incredibly well he Mm -hmm. handles the comedy incredibly well kiki palmer is great obviously daniel kalula is one of the better actors out there right now um and uh a couple of newcomers as well uh join the cast that are are really good um the one kind of tech guy that works in the um the store like i he's not in many things at all and he mm-hmm. he was great he was one of the better parts of the film um yeah steven young uh is really good too as um a former child actor mm-hmm. that uh you know kind of comes in and uh yeah there it's um it's one of those movies that from the first scene i was kind of on edge cuz there's it it starts off with a very disturbing image and just kind of a drops you into a w2f style moment um and uh yeah it wasn't laughing for me because i don't even remember what you're talking about it's the television show with the shoe standing on that's right okay yeah yeah. that was that was interesting the uh the monkey Mm. that's um that's right you know gone oh yeah, yeah feral okay that's right um so that's nope i thought it was excellent um another honorable mention for me was triangle of sadness <laughs> um it was fun but i don't think i i really I think people will be just fine in their life if they've never seen that movie <laughs> i agree with that but i think for those that would be on board with it this yeah, is like it, really it was, you know it it's a wavelength movie definitely special. um but i think the kind of the inspection of class of gender roles of like money and Mm -hmm. what value really is Mm -hmm. and the context you're in and how that changes Mm -hmm. um i thought there was a lot of really excellent stuff going on it didn't make my top 10 because i feel like ultimately it's about 10 minutes to 15 minutes too long Well, i was gonna say i think like the the second half of the film is really really good yeah and just the leading up to it was yeah. like, yeah, it's could could have moved a little bit faster. Yeah. Like, it kind um, of lost me and then something happened and then it was like, oh, this is great now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a little uneven, but mm-hmm. for me, ultimately really worked mm-hmm. on a lot of levels and I thought um, was really cool. I, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it 
a lot and I think about it from time to time. Yeah, Not no, just the scenes that are like indelible in your mind uh, because of the Especially the third, the third part of the triangle of the movie was really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, Turning Red was also on oh, my yeah. honorable mentions. Oh, I think this didn't quite reach the height of other Pixar films. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I wish we could have seen it in a theater. That's I could go on a rant about Disney and the way that they've devalued Pixar and shot themselves in the foot and just really um, just insulted, I think, the people that work on these films and kind of took away from them the chance to see their work on a big screen and have audiences go out and, you know, the... Whether it's a disbelief that they'll make money, which is absurd given Pixar's track record. Yeah, people will go see a movie. Um, yeah. Or just, you know, gun-shy because of COVID. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it, it deserved to be on a big screen. But I think ultimately this was, like, incredible fun. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, the kind of, like, really depth of like an inside out or so much a uh like ratatouille or it says it says a lot for like teenage girls that's the thing is that i think it's kind of um i think it does reach relevance because they kind of talk about things that you know um a lot of children's movies don't you know and it's often it's also being like uh, scandal like people think it's scandalous because Oh my gosh, they talk about their period. Right, exactly. I mean, <laughs> How the, dare they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can kind of say that the entire film is about, you know, that kind of... It's about maturing. Yeah, it's about a teenage girl maturing. flipping the switch <laughs> yeah. from, from you know, mm-hmm. just a, a little girl, girl to a... Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And um, I thought it was really good and really touching. And, and, oh, yeah, um, I loved it. And super cute. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. Uh, and then the last one for me, and this is the one where I'm like, should it be on my list? Should it not be on my list? And honestly, if it was going to be in my list, I might knock something like Matilda off. But I don't know. Mm. Um, that's the outfit. So, you know, I looked at that one, and it was it was so close to a whole year ago. I wasn't sure. I thought that would put on the, like, wasn't it nominated for last year's Oscar things? The outfit? No. no? Oh. No. That's... Okay. okay. I mean, it it is a fun film. Yeah. Agreed. It's, I mean, when you Google it, it says 2022 film. Oh, really? Yeah. It um, so this is Zoe Deutsch and uh, Mark Rylance in a, essentially what could be a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Mark Rylance plays a cutter, which, who is not a tailor. Um, he's a cutter. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they elucidate the differences and mm-hmm. I, that it all escapes me right now. But um, he is, you know, he's got a shop in gangland Chicago and kind of gets uh, embroiled within this like gang style, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there are, you know, somebody comes in injured into his store mm-hmm. and, you know, it just goes from there. Yeah, things spiral out of control. And then does not end at all the way that I expected at all. No, this <laughs> this film to me had me wrapped. Mm-hmm. Just hanging on every word, wondering where this was going, worried about multiple characters. Mm-hmm. And again, um, mostly took place just in one yeah, location. Yeah, just an absolutely great kind of unraveling, almost mystery 
you know, elements, mm-hmm. um, suspenseful. Mark Rylance obviously gives a great performance because he's Mark Rylance mm-hmm. and he's he's a an incredible character um, in this film, just like fully realized and like not at all just kind of a a stereotype or anything no, like no. that. Um, yeah, this is uh, an amazing like if you like a closed door, almost bottle episode type yeah, film. Yeah this is one that you really need to check out. And yeah, like I wish there was space enough for it on my top 10, but I couldn't quite put it there. Yeah. No, I, it was, it was one that I didn't delete right away when I was relooking at ones, but ultimately other movies did things better this year. So yeah, it was, it was difficult. Yeah. So those are our honorable mentions. So Mm. that leaves only one film left to talk about. The movie of the year. If you know either of us in real life, I feel like you can guess what this film is. We've already talked about it a whole bunch. Yes, we have. So our number one film of 2022, a unanimous decision between the two of us is Everything Everything, Everywhere everywhere, All at at Once. A long title for a phenomenal, phenomenal film. The most apt film title ever yes i want to say it is it is everything it is everything everywhere <laughs> and it's happening all at all once, at once. <laughs> and i mean i don't know where to begin yeah, with this so film gonna... i feel like we should have really podcasted about it back when we saw it yes because that probably would have been about an hour and a half long maybe two yeah. hours <laughs> we don't yeah we don't have to do that well because honestly i don't think we can talk about it too much without spoiling a lot of things and because the way the movie is yeah. told, it's, and I, I just think it's a movie that people shouldn't know too much going into it. I agree. And I agree. I think, so I think we can just talk about it more generally. Yeah. Because I mean, it is a movie, about the, the way I describe it to people is with the exception of sex, if you like movies that have a bunch of that, mm-hmm. it has everything else anybody wants in a movie. Yeah. If you want action. Got it. You want yeah. love story. Got, Got it. it. You want a family movie. Got, Got it. it. You want yeah. Cool action fighting things. Got it. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's everything. Got, you want time travel, space travel. It's in yeah. there. There's sci-fi tropes. There you are want funny stuff. You want there's ridiculous hilarious stuff. stuff. There is satire. There's like um, if you want it to make you laugh, yes. Make yeah. you cry, yes. Yes. There it just has all the emotions that you can feel and all the things that a cool movie should have yeah so maybe we talk a little bit more about just basics and Mm -hmm. then maybe do like a spoiler buffer Mm -hmm. for people because there are parts of this film that i need to talk about yes when we're talking about this being the greatest film of the year and possibly of the last Mm -hmm. x years yeah um generally yeah it's about michelle yao (sighs) yes and and her daughter and her her daughter and her husband and her they own a um, laundromat. Um, yes. And she's, being again, audited. kind of, <laughs> yeah, she's being audited by Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. But she also kind of lacks direction, mm-hmm. I think, and lacks almost an identity mm-hmm. in a sense um, in that she doesn't uh, have, like, that thing that's kind of anchoring her to mm-hmm. herself or to and others. And she doesn't ask for help and wants to do everything herself right exactly she wants to do everything of her all at once yes and is not you know people yeah. don't it just works on like 90 yeah. bajillion levels like people don't do things right the way that she wants them to and right 
Yeah. I'm still and, talking about Michelle Yeoh, not me, by the way. I'm yeah. About oh, I. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because I, I. Yeah, I, often, I guess I still agree. I often don't like to ask for help and yes. I like to do things myself. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just. There's so much beauty. There's so much hilarity. There's so mm-hmm. much, like, adrenaline in this movie. And. Um, Quinn something I yeah I forget his name um he played uh short round and uh data from the Goonies and he gives a if he doesn't win the Oscar I will be incredibly sad because his performance is heartbreaking and hilarious hilarious and and just badass and just sweet and yeah the there's range out the wazoo for everybody in this film mm-hmm. including jamie lee curtis yeah um and i hope stephanie sue gets more credit as well for her. yes yeah. she is wonderful she comes from broadway yes she is christine in be more chill yes broadway which, musical. yeah which so we, we saw, saw her live on stage on on broadway and, and then she did, was there on the tv yeah <laughs> Well, on the screen. Yeah, on the big screen. Yeah. Um, well, you did watch it once on TV. <laughs> I saw it twice in theaters and once on TV. I saw it thrice in theaters. Yeah. It was, I went to it because I was over the, I was super excited about it and Monica was not yet. Well, and, I was, but it just, it was only going to be playing a certain week and I had something else to do and I was like, just go without me. If it's good, I'll go see it later. Yeah. I think we were worried that it wasn't going to be around. Mm-hmm. Like it, it became a big hit mm-hmm. but we were worried that it was going to kind of be one of those blip in mm-hmm. the theaters and so i went to go see it and i i really kind of undersold how good it was because i did not want to sway you yeah and i was like it was really good i think you should go see it and i think you'll enjoy it mm-hmm. and then you saw it and you were like that's the greatest film i've ever seen yes. <laughs> so yeah um i mean for me this is a movie that is not just in my top 10 this year it's like in my top five of all time. Yeah, it's it's so incredible. I th- I think we need to talk specifics now. Yeah, because so. right, it's 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 there's so much happening at one time, so it's just like yeah. it's hard to say. So if you haven't seen it, please stop listening to the podcast. Yes, please go. I think you do have to rent it. Worth or it. Or it's on he- on Hulu. I'm not sure. It's worth it. Go watch it. It's worth even if you have to pay twenty dollars to see it. Yes. It is. And then, Absolutely worth and then come back and listen to the rest yes. of us. So, spoiler noise. Pow, <laughs> A little bit subdued because it is past 1 a.m. Also, we've been talking wild, so my voice yes. is cool. So, okay. Bow, bow, bow. There we go. Never in my life <laughs> yes. did I think <laughs> I would see a film that included a hand-to-hand combat scene with, with butt plugs fingers? oh no with butt plugs, <laughs> butt plugs that then hours later would make me cry at a rock yes and that is like what this film does there are so many mm. things that it sets up the hot dog fingers being one of them <laughs> the butt plugs the mm. bagels everything it sets them up so well in the beginning when you can't quite understand what's happening and at it, all the end, it just... and then it it satisfies mm. every single beat of the film it's so good the it's just so good i think my you know i've mentioned a lot my top 
scenes of the mm-hmm. year. My number one scene with a bullet, absolutely no doubt about mm-hmm. it, is The Rocks. The, okay, it was either that or the parking lot scene. It's similar. Oh, uh, that's a good scene. But yeah, for me, mm-hmm. I if you can literally no, right. make me mm-hmm. cry at just text on a screen, there's absolutely no sound. And two rocks with googly two eyes. Two rocks with them. googly eyes. I just, I can't, like, what more do you want from a film? Like, in order to take you on that journey and get you to that place to invest so much in these characters emotionally. About two rock characters. It's an incredible feat Mm -hmm. of filmmaking. And just, yeah, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Yeah, but then just the, um, the interesting, like, I was reading a thing about this movie that somebody was saying they hope this is the start of films of parents apologizing to their children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I it, see it's that. this, you know, the mother that pushes too much and mm-hmm. how that's pushing away the daughter and like, please just let me go. Right. And like, just a, a moment of when she says, like, in a world, or she says, like, in a world where you could have been a singer you could have been this you could have been that and all these multiple universes why do i choose to stay here with you yeah and it's like i and i do choose to stay here with mm-hmm. you in this moment because you're my daughter and i right. love you and like yeah and it's just and then the same thing to her husband yeah it's like i would i want to do taxes and laundry with you yeah oh when, my gosh when she's like a movie star and she says that it's you know in her in the prime life mm-hmm. it's not enough they just do taxes and laundry and mm-hmm. he says i would be happy to do she, that and, it's and that's just, exactly what they do in the movie oh it's so if this movie had come out before we got married one of our tables would have been everything, everything around yeah. and it would have said and just googly eyes on them oh i was gonna say <laughs> it's gonna say like i want to do taxes and laundry with yeah you. <laughs> exactly and just yeah i there's so much going on in this film that it is so hard to take in to a certain extent the first time you yeah, see you it you have to see it multiple and even then when i when i watched it for a fourth time yeah i pointed out something else i was like oh yeah God, it's I never incredibly noticed that when rewarding. they said this line it was setting you up yeah for this later thing mm-hmm. and i think there's also an element that we miss um just from things that i've read about um chinese culture oh there's a ton and of, that there's just a yeah. lot yeah. packed into some of the Chinese words that they use mm-hmm. and just other references and imagery. Oh, for sure. That like we we don't understand mm-hmm. that other people I've seen writing about saying like how important it is to show and recognize yeah. like these certain things that mean something yeah. much more in Chinese I, culture. Uh, listening to, I think it was Slash Film or one of my other you know movie review podcasts and they had a guest on who said that they literally like ugly cried at just the use of a common um Chinese phrase mm-hmm. that was used like in their home in the same context and that kind of you know representation oh, okay. just being incredibly important I think it, it was something like in the one scene he uses a a slang that says I think like the literal translation was like stop talking or something like that but Mm -hmm. it it means like don't say that you've gone too far like like you don't mean that stop saying that and Mm -hmm. like just kind of like broke this person's heart because Mm -hmm. like they've heard their father say that to their mother in the same context of like pushing 
him too hard and just like it's incredibly like important for just films like this to you know do those little things Mm -hmm. and not like the kind of big like disney virtue signal type Mm -hmm. things where it's like this character is not white now yeah no it definitely i'm sure there's i'm sure i would like this movie even more if i understood more of the the references and things Mm -hmm. like that um but it's just i mean you think about hot dog fingers everything bagels yeah butt plugs and the, (laughs) the hot dog fingers is like one of those things that like it it's a good encapsulation of the film because it is absurd it is hilarious Mm -hmm. and then later it becomes (laughs) so incredibly touching and also creates a awesome action moment so it's just like this like you talk about a four quadrant movie that's like Mm -hmm. old young male female Mm -hmm. skewed this is like a four quadrant movie in that it's drama comedy action and romance Mm -hmm. all together and it is it is operating (laughs) at a 10 on every single level like this is a 10 out of 10 rated with, you know, like, I'd give it a 12. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, this this film is is not something that we can talk too much about, I think. Um, you just have to see it. Yeah, you <laughs> really do. Just, if, if any, I mean, it's not, like, under 12 years old, probably not. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on it's that not maybe isn't great for kids. But it's... They're not going to get it. No, not at all. Well, I would say there's some stuff that's not terribly appropriate. Yeah, but but I'm going to say it's not anything like scandalous sort of thing. Um, But it's, I mean, if, like I said before, when people say, what book should I read? I'm always going to say A.J. Fickery. And then I'm like, what do you think is one movie that everyone should see? I think my new answer is everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, And I don't um, think I've ever had a more aptly named movie yeah no it's the greatest movie title of all time i it this was one of those movies where the credits start rolling and i didn't like immediately grab my empty popcorn bucket and Mm -hmm. like head for the door it was like i just sat there and just kind of wanted more (laughs) you know and just yeah you sat there and kind of like looked around at everybody else and it's like everybody else saw what i saw right Right. like this was amazing and phenomenal right yeah, and just, oh, man, just hits every level so well. Yeah, and it's a shame more, I mean, the Oscars and things are going to be talking about it, but I feel like more They better. People... Honestly, like, I don't understand if this isn't nominated for Best Picture. I might not ever watch the Oscars Oh, I again. think it is, but I still <laughs> think that most people still haven't, like, don't know the movie. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to talk about, like, conspiracy theories, like, A24 is constantly overlooked by Oscar voting. Yes. And, and it's ridiculous. And they constantly put out great movies. Yes. And this is um, also the highest grossing A24 film. It oh, is it? surpassed Hereditary, which was previously the best oh, okay. um, grossing film. And this, um, I think there were two weekends in a row where instead of dropping off in terms of total gross mm-hmm. for that weekend it increased oh. like this had like incredible because run. people were like go see this movie right or, i think like us when we saw it a second time i think word of mouth was so incredibly powerful for this film that it ended up having a very long tail in mm-hmm. terms of grossing and got um you know to that level of of passing hereditary where um i didn't know hereditary was a 24 yeah 
Yeah, it is. Uh, Ari Aster um, made uh, Hereditary and Midsommar through A24. Gotcha. Oh, um, and if you have seen the Daniels movie, Swiss Army Man, please don't judge that movie <laughs> or yeah. judge uh, everything ever all at once by yeah, that movie. Yeah, we watched that this year, you know, based like, oh, they gave us everything everywhere all at once. And then <sighs> neither of us really enjoyed it at all. Weird. Yeah, not in the same kind of payoff way. Yeah, it's just works. kind of odd. Um, and actually, it's funny. I uh, recently, uh, Paul Dano was on Hot Ones. Oh, okay. And they were talking about that film, uh, or actually, they were talking in general about. Um, apparently, he's been in a lot of movies where he or a character in the same scene as him like farts. Mm-hmm. And um, he was saying that the goal with. Uh, with Swiss Army Man for the Daniels was to make you laugh with the first fart and cry with the last fart. Oh, and uh, that's a fun way to look at it. Yeah, it just didn't work for me. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't cry. No, totally. Yeah. So that's our top ten oh, this man. year. Um, do you want to just run real quick ten through one each of us again? Or just we just kinda, five, five or five? One? Yeah, sorry, yeah. five through one. So uh, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, five R R R. Four, The Menu. Three, Vengeance. Two, Banshees of Inisherin. And one, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Yes. And mine was five, The Whale. Four, RRR. Three, Glass Onion. Two, Banshees of Inisherin. One, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. So that'll we, do we it. We agreed a lot this year. We did. Um, and I think I, I, it's kind of hard because like the the films made it so that it was really hard to disagree with each other. Yeah, um, there were such good I films. think, you know, there are going to be people that would, like, watch A.J. Fickery and be like, eh, this movie's nothing. Yeah. But it really hit both of us, you know, really, really well. I've seen um, a lot of people. I'm on multiple Slack communities, and mm-hmm. everybody's kind of posting their top tens right now. I've seen Marcel on a bunch of them, Glass Onion on a bunch of them. The menu is on a ton um, obviously, everything, everywhere, all at once is on almost all of them. It needs to um, be. Banshees, Minisharon, again, on all of them. I think this was a very strong crop of films mm-hmm. um, with a couple of, you know, hidden gems that yeah. maybe if you saw it or if it hit you the right way, they make your list. Yeah, like some of these are not going to. Right, exactly. Yeah, so that will do it for yeah. our discussion of films from the year 2022 stay tuned for uh, our next episode when the oscar nominations come out (laughs) uh yeah well we'll do that when they do and i'm sure in the meantime we'll maybe drop a another episode talking about a single film or something maybe we see something really good yeah well that's or oscar nom predictions that's how we got stuck in the like sabbatical is because it was like oh there's nothing out like we should just talk about movies yeah like whatever we see or anything that maybe we think needs a little bit more of a hype yeah so yeah so if you want to tell us what your top 10 was you you can hit us up on instagram at married movies podcast uh or shoot us an email at marriedmoviespodcast at gmail.com and let us know uh how much you disagree with our list, what your list is. What did what, we forget? Yeah, what did we forget? I know there's a there's a ton of like amazing movies. So many good like movies. um honestly like we had planned maybe at one point uh earlier this year to do like a halfway type um yeah. thing. 
uh for me i think uh if we had done that top gun probably would have made my list mm-hmm. um rescue rangers is a great movie no oh, that was really fun um senior year i think is was also fun. a fantastically fun movie mm-hmm. that is just like a, a really good comedy um so yeah there's a, there's a ton of movies so, out there and uh we we saw a lot but we didn't see them all yeah. so just even give us your top three if you can't yeah ten. yeah and tell us why everything everywhere all at once was your number one because okay. it should be <laughs> don't tell us why you didn't like it just don't yeah bother. It, that's that's the thing it's like with that and like ted lasso it's like if you didn't like it like that's fine i'm not gonna like yell at you but I also don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear what you I don't want to hear it because yeah. I don't I don't understand. Yes. I and I won't understand and like I won't change your mind, you won't change my mind. Yes. So we can agree to disagree, but But know that you're wrong. Yeah, I'm, yeah. and I'm gonna judge you for it. Yes. I'm sorry, but I am. <laughs> All right. So yeah. it is now one twenty six AM on January first. So twenty twenty three. The next movie we watch will be the first movie nice. of twenty twenty three. Nice. Uh I'm tired. <laughs> Me too. But I do. I love talking lists, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed talking about this year's crop of movies mm-hmm. with you. So that's going to do it for us and this episode of Married at, at the Movies. movies.